0: To episode four hundred and eighty-nine of the League Cast podcast, I'm your host Nick King Cooper. Joining me is Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Why did I say it in that order?
1: I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs>
0: uh, but I'm just so excited you're here.
1: Yeah, the prodigal yeah. basket returns,
0: <laughs> and uh, Aiden Frost Rockards hey how's it going man hey i uh i fucked that up um yo this week uh we've we got colton back exciting uh we've got one new patron uh, a little bit of Lee cast news we've got some new news uh regarding a certain uh bearman uh <laughs> guy uh rework uh no stars we're probably not gonna do a guaranteed guffaw this week. Uh, cause we got uh, 20 emails. We've got some competitive league news, a round table from last week and this week. Uh, and then we'll close it out with those 20 emails. Um, so Aiden, how was your week?
2: My week was good. I played so much league of legends. I am back to being addicted. Hell yeah. <laughs> My addiction is back. I uh, know it's crazy how much I played this, uh, last like two weeks. I, 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 swear I've played, um, let me actually just quickly check in the last week I've played 20 games, but in the last two weeks I've played like 40 something, which is wow, nice. Wow. That's a lot. Uh, a lot of League, a lot of fun. I'm trying to learn new Tom Kench, so I have to play a lot of games to fully understand him because I want to like either redo a guide or redo a tier, up, a tier list matchup or do something because uh, I feel like I am very high on the Tom Kench rework and God, dude, the fucking r slash Tom Kench made subreddit <laughs> is a cesspool. <laughs> I feel like that's it the is case for, everyone.
0: for almost any like mains subreddit. Yeah. I mean
2: everyone like likes to like downplay their own character, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the reality. Um it's weird cuz there's always like two types of people, especially in like fighting game communities, I feel like that's like the most prevalent where yeah. you're either someone who goes, "My character is not very good and I'm just like good and that's why like I do well," or you go, "My character is the best even like no matter what." Like <laughs> like I, there's the, there's those two chain train, uh, trains of thought. And I feel like in League of Legends very much uh the one of uh my character is weaker than everyone else perceives is the Dominant thought in most cases I think Yeah Uh, But yeah that that subreddit is a bit of a cesspool (laughs) I constantly am just like messaging people being like Yeah I I disagree that you think that he's dog shit garbage They'll be like he has a 45% win rate How can you think he's good It's like Old Tom Kench had a 46% win rate, yeah. man. Like, like I, I don't know. Like, and his, his play rate, like, quadrupled or, like, even more than that. Like, it's just it's just always so, funny. So, um, I,
0: I played with you today for the first time with the, the new Tom yeah. Kench work.
2: I feel like the, the knockup is, is really good. It's pretty hard to dodge. If you hit Q into it, like it's impossible to dodge unless you have a movement ability, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been really enjoying it. It's definitely very different. You can't just like right click people and run through minions and yeah. kill them anymore. Um, but I feel like that wasn't very healthy for the game. So I, I think new Tom Kent's just like a better designed character and I'm excited to see where they take him. We're getting, we're seeing some balance changes this like, upcoming patch next week. Um, and I think they're, they've all been in the right direction. So it's oh, yeah. good. Awesome. Um, that's that's kind of all my League Cast news for the week. Um, nothing too uh, much else. What about you, Colton?
1: Yeah. So in my uh, what three weeks now? Yeah. Been a while. Yeah. Uh, I think I played about one game of League of Legends, uh, and that's about it. I moved to my new condo and have been doing a ton of remodeling. Uh, didn't have internet the last two weeks, which is why. I was not around for the show, but I, uh, I'm i back online, baby. Gamer time. Uh, so still probably not going to have very much time to play a whole lot of League, but maybe a little bit of TFT here and there. Hell yeah. Uh, as I continue to spend most of my waking hours at work or remodeling. Um, outside of that, uh, it's been, uh, been kind of toasty down here in in texas but part of that has also been you know working outside and doing heavy manual labor and carrying a bunch of flooring upstairs
0: also that's kind of the norm for texas right
1: (laughs) yeah and it's and it's texas yeah in uh, in june so uh but yeah outside of that really not a whole lot going on for me i mean really uh the the condo has been taken up most of my free time so i'll i'll hand it over to the one and only nick cooper
0: yo uh i played a lot of league um today in fact i uh i took the afternoon off and uh decided that with my with my free time i'm gonna i'm gonna play play some (laughs) (laughs) no i i uh we were quite low on work at the moment so i just decided to uh not just sit there all day um so, that's what I
1: tell my boss when he catches me playing League of War. <laughs> 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 um, I'm kind of low on work right now, but <laughs>
0: um, so I, I played a lot of games today. I won. I think I'm one in five on the day, uh, and then I had lost two before that. So I'm I'm down. I think I think seventy points at the moment, um, but it's that's all right. I uh, I feel like I was playing well. I had fun in those games. Um, so I, uh, I'm enjoying that. I actually really wanted to play some more, but I ended up uh, stopping myself. So um, other than that, my girlfriend and I have started to play through Mass Effect. The Legendary Edition went on sale on Steam. Ooh. So I figured, uh, hey, that's a fun, you know, story-driven game that we can play together. Um, we'd, we're uh, Paragon, so going, uh, going the, the good guy route. But I've never played Mass Effect 1, so it's, um, it's going to be fun looking forward to that uh i think that's just about it um so unless you guys had anything else we can just get right on with the show um we've got one new patron shout out to puff cloud ing thank you puff for your support uh appreciated a bunch um aiden do we got
2: any lead cast news uh only bit of lead cast news is that uh, <laughs> i woke up this morning and i, I had an email it was like hey your YouTube channel's been terminated and I went, Ah, spam email, classic. And then I logged online. I went, Oh, our YouTube channel's been terminated. <laughs> uh so the link channel's gone right now. Um, it was uh it's been flagged and uh, subsequently banned. Just zero strikes to uh terminate it, uh because of spam and manipulation. Uh which it says in like the thing, it describes it as like people who like have, like, had channels to, like, rig elections and uh, people who, like, ha- will have links in their channel to say, like, it will do one thing, but it actually leads them somewhere else that's, like, not a good place to, like, lead someone. So I feel like it's probably just, like, them fucking up and just doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why our channel would go from Zero Strikes to Terminated uh, overnight, but uh, either way, it's currently gone. I did a... Um, watching all of the plays from our discord stream this morning because i had a little bit of free time and i I have the video edited um i have nowhere to post it currently but that will go up once our youtube (laughs) channel comes back assuming it does so um (laughs) in the meantime uh i mean just just hang tight we'll get it back rolling hopefully soon
0: hell yeah um very Yeah, i'm curious why yeah zero to 100 uh instantly but uh i suppose we'll see um Let's go ahead and jump into the new news. So we've got some uh, some news about Udyr's visual gameplay update. Uh, so they talked about his um, some of the goals. Uh, they wanted to keep him as a primarily auto attack slash melee focused character. Uh, they wanted to upgrade the visuals, um, not reinvent uh, not reinvent them, um, and mm-hmm. then they wanted to give him stronger ties to uh, to Freljord, um with uh, how he's been portrayed in the lore recently uh so it looks like they want to maintain his uh stanch stance switching um and uh and then maybe give them a uh like a super stance sort of thing um mm-hmm. so we'll uh we'll have to see how that turns out they also gave a lot of uh artwork um which one do you guys think is your is your favorite of the ones that I are? i mean i like them here? all I, the, the, the main, main
2: thing, thing they like to describe about that is like they wanted to go like kind of um spirit guardian yeah because it fits into his character but then they decide not they're definitely not gonna go spirit guardian because like they want to have the spirit guardian udir legendary or ultimate skin be a very different thing than what udir is itself right mm-hmm. so it feels like if you just make <laughs> i mean people always meme that spirit guardian udir was the reworked or the visual upgrade of Udyr right uh, and they are trying to kill that meme by having it different so it sounds like we're not going to get a spirit uh, Udyr but uh, I really do like the uh, deity I, I like the wild druid one um, anything that's kind of like nature based I think is really really cool
0: yeah I like the um I'm a big fan of the, uh, the mountain brawler I think yeah it looks pretty sick
2: nah but all in on uh, MMA shaman MMA
0: shaman is a wild name <laughs> it's just yeah. such a good name <laughs> But yeah, uh, should be pretty cool. I'm very excited to to see what they're going to go um, they're going to go with on this. I think uh, Udir has a, a lot of room for flexibility in his kit uh, in the future. Yeah. Um, uh, the
2: only bad bit of news about it is that it's not releasing till 2022, oh, which I thought was yikes. crazy. They write that out at the end. They say we're planning to release Udir in 2022, uh, so you can expect the, expect the next dev blog towards the end of the year. Uh, once we're once we enter full production, in the meantime, we'd love to hear what you think. Uh, so they haven't even like really started production. This is more like all pre-production stuff. So mm-hmm. who knows also what he will actually that. end up being?
1: Do I- you think uh, if we had seen that like Udyr's, uh, Udyr's update is not coming until 2022, if we had seen that back in like 2014, would we have felt the same way? Like, yeah, it makes sense. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> funny. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I S- how l- season three worlds just ended. All right, guys, we're gonna <laughs> update your dear, by twenty twenty two. Do you um do you,
0: do we have any information as to how long a like a development cycle for a character is?
2: Well, the Mundo one, from what we understood, they were pretty like transparent with the Mundo mm-hmm. one when they started, when they ended, sort of thing. It seems like it was like six months to a year. I would say that's interesting. That's just.
0: I wonder if that uh, is is similar for a um, for a newer uh, a new character as well as a, a rework.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's like similar like timelines. We know, like all their timelines for like they they've been talking about humanoid characters and how they're trying to get away from humanoid characters, but all their characters are planned out for this year slash the beginning yeah. next year already, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely like a large. Um, timeline or like pipeline for these characters that are being created Mm -hmm. um -hmm. but i'm sure it very much varies between characters i'm sure there's characters that they fucking restart multiple times throughout their production
1: yeah that's what i was gonna just bring up is like i feel like the the estimated like target goal is probably like nine months with the the knowledge that like hey you might get three months in have to scrap and restart Mm-hmm. or maybe like the first try of the kit is going to just be perfect and you'll be like yeah we're, we're we're done with this this is ready to go live mm-hmm. yeah Makes sense
0: cool awesome um so that's kind of it for the new news it's uh, a bit light on the news for this week uh but we'll be having a patch next week um so we'll have plenty to talk about
2: then uh do we want to get into the competitive league section then i do i'm excited about this actually sure. it's kind of cool Um, so the first thing is, uh, Schalke SO4 sold their spot this week to Team BDS, which is a, um, a Swiss esports club, um... They have the coolest fucking logo, by the way. Oh yeah, that's like the main thing I took away from this. Um, oh, I guess I can't really link it, but um, it's just like a really cool design for a logo. I, I really, really like it. Um, but it, it seems cool. They sold their spot for um twenty six point five million euros, wow. which is what now two point five times the asking price originally for slots in the league. Um, I think seeing a. Publicized number like that will encourage other lower teams to sell to organizations that maybe care a little bit more. Um, I I could easily see like a CLG selling at some point. I could see a um, just like some of like the lower like teams in mm-hmm. league selling. I I mean, especially if you can make like that profit, like you probably cover a lot of your like losses that you had over the last couple of years by selling your spot for that much.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and I I I imagine that. NA is probably a more lucrative deal for investors than EU is.
2: Yeah, so EU gets, like, more views uh, than NA, but NA typically has, like, bigger sponsorship deals and stuff like that. So I'm sure it's, like, similar. It used to definitely be, like, NA was fucking crazy big compared Mm -hmm. to EU because, like, NA had similar numbers or greater numbers plus, like, just having a region where, like, sponsorship deals are bigger typically was nice, but EU's numbers are starting to trump na a fair bit and like regular week play and finals play and stuff like that and i feel like that's going to start leading to sponsorship deals being uh a little more lucrative in europe but we'll see gotcha interesting um and then the other
0: piece of news we have is that dardoch has left uh, na after um <laughs> his stint with dignitas and is now joining uh, icm sports management agency in europe so we may see him either as a player in LEC being represented by this agency or just working with them to, I don't know, to accomplish something.
2: But- I think the the most likely thing is that we're going to see him in one of the minor leagues. EU has a very well put together like a minor league system where mm-hmm. like each region has its own teams. Like there's like German teams and like French teams and whatever. I could easily see him being a top jungler in one of those leagues, uh, and then maybe getting a spot in LEC. I don't think there's a world in which he, like, just immediately just starts on an LEC team, like, the split sort of thing. Um, but there's no way that a amateur, like... not Maybe not amateur. Amateur might not be the right team uh, term. But a, like, a regional team... I don't see there's a reason why a, a regional team wouldn't take a gamble on him. Like, yeah. he's, a, he's yeah. still a fucking great player, even though he's had tons of issues.
1: Mm-hmm. And at and the very least, like, he's a piece that you can put in and like kind of build around to try out other talent Mm -hmm. yeah where right you know it's like okay hey he's not going to be a tier 1 LCS or you know LEC jungler but hey hey, is he going to not be a liability in this scene while we test out a new AD carry or a new mid yeah probably not
2: also Um, LEC has zero issues with having imports because they have I don't know (laughs) maybe two imports in their entire league right now Mm -hmm. like
1: yeah. The only thing is, like, I really hope that Sneaky and Medios pull their resources together and buy this org and then switch it to ICUM, because that'd be the funniest <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. You nice. think it's gonna happen? Probably. Uh, no. Oh. No. No. Do you think <laughs> no. if they if they could they would though? Probably not. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they totally would. Cool. I want to move on to the roundtable. Let's do it. Um, Colton, last week's question was. Uh, what? Sorry, uh, it was I actually. What champion? You go back
1: two weeks. Actually, I don't
2: remember the one before yeah. that was though. Uh, what champion would you like to see have more stories, events developed around them, and why? Do you have a, Do you have an answer for that off the top of your head?
1: Um, I mean, I'd probably want it to be like I think stories around Bard could be really, really cool. Hell yeah! Just because like it, it literally lets you just jump into the you know entire renterra universe Mm -hmm. at any significant point or like cool happening and be like oh yeah bard was there to like watch or help or you know sneak something out Mm -hmm. and so like he's just like a time machine right through the whole timeline where it's like bring me to all of the really cool moments uh so that that'd probably be what i would want to see is just like if they could do like a history of bard or something or like, Bard's Diary, and it's just do 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 do, do for, like, 300
2: pages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. No, I think Bard's a um, good answer. So, that's a good answer. Uh, from uh, our community also answered, from Twitter, Jack said, Anyone but Viego, honestly, other than that, probably the Shreeman Trio, Nasus, Renekton, Azir course ever. Uh, sure. They have a lot of depth uh, and Truma is underrated in my opinion. I agree. Uh, Aaron said Jax, he has an awesome lore that I feel like is barely scratched the surface of, especially with the Runterran animation. So uh happening in lore right now. I feel like they could do a lot of cool stuff with him. I'd love to see in-game events tailored around him uh, too. So, yeah, so I, I agree.
0: Someone in our Discord was saying that Jax's current lore is no longer implying that, yeah, he's, that he's just <laughs> such a good fighter that they gave him a lamp. It's that it, like, wards off spirits or something.
1: Yeah, it's a little
2: cringe. I just like him being a strong dude who, like, doesn't want to use a real weapon. Yeah, yeah that's
1: like a Cappian fire that he uses to fight, like, the Shadow Realm. Or the yeah, yeah
0: or not, that he, not that he doesn't want to use it. He's literally not allowed. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: They'll ban him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and last from Twitter was from Lunar Lunatic, and they say the shopkeeper. Who is this mofo? True. <laughs> um, from our Discord, we got a couple. One from Jazzy said, "I would love to see some actual story content around the aspects, and maybe introduce some more. Uh, compared to new characters, Tark Pantheon, and even Diane and Leona, uh, don't have a lot of their story fleshed out. It's not even made clear why the Solari and the Lunari hate each other so much. Uh, they tried to add more with Felios, and it was poorly received and scared them all off. Of it. The story isn't the problem. It was your wacky nightmare of a Diane champion." It is crazy that like stuff like Lunari versus Solari is such a big thing, or even like Noxus versus um Demacia. Uh, Demacia, mm-hmm. right? Like we don't know why these nations have such different like political views and stuff. We're just like, oh, of course they don't like each other. <laughs> I, I, cool. I think the different political views are what caused the issues. Like, uh, yeah, but uh, I, yeah. I guess we don't know enough about like that stuff to like feel like we have reason behind these uh, nations fair. and stuff. That's fair. It's, it's yeah, interesting. there's
1: there's definitely more that could be developed. I mean, like the idea of noxus being a, like strength rules all yeah. conquer empire like the law doesn't matter if you're strong enough to beat up beat up the cop mm-hmm. like versus you know demacia where it's like literally justice law is yeah. everything law and order follow the rules and then like like that yeah. conflict makes sense but there's there's not a whole lot in of like Okay, what made Demacia build a you know society around that? Why why did Noxus become a place where strength was valued above all? And like, yeah. I'm sure there's more about it out there than we know. Like, I I purchased the lore book that they put out and haven't really read through it at all. But I, you know, I doubt everything is you know laid out. But I mean, it's kind of impossible to put out everything when you're like creating an entire universe mm-hmm.
0: people are oh, angry yeah. about our uh, our lack of lore knowledge by the way
2: <laughs> yeah i i just don't read any lore like mm-hmm. i remember the old lore but then they retconned everything i'm like ah fuck that i'm <laughs> not reading any more more lore yeah <laughs> uh that's what we had to deal with um armis said though i'd like to see some event based on the aspects of targon or a bunch of mysterious gods uh and spirits like bard rolling soul and kindred uh, and then two more answers, one from Speedy spikes he says a Shreeman event uh, that expands more on the Ascended Beings, obviously the game mode Ascension would be brought back, but the Shreeman lore seems very fascinating. And the last one is a pretty long one from Arsonist, I think it was great though, uh, Shaco getting anything at all. It's nice seeing Zillian and Melphite getting some attention, Seraphine actually fitting to the lore would be nice, advancements of Noxus would be nice since they're currently in a state of perma-invading everyone, uh, but not making any... Uh, canonical progress. Uh, Zyra kind of just exists. Something big with Zahn and Piltover because they kind of exist in their own bubble, although Arcane is coming. Jarvan and Shivana but maybe we'll see something uh, of that with Ruina- Ruination of Demacia. Borgana and Kale would be nice, uh, actually having them do stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, having Garen... Kale and J4, Quinn, etc., in a cinematic or story, fighting battles would be sweet. Mordekaiser's plans of world domination and making any progress. Something to do with the Demon's Fiddle, uh, Eve, Tom Kench, uh, no- uh, Nocturne, since I feel like there's a lot of potential for world uh, scale events. We actually have an email about that, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, furtherment of Azir's plans for Shurima, as they seem to be at a standstill, too. There are a lot of characters that. Who can't really have their stories seen because uh though, because that would leave their lore inconsistent with the game, i.e., Varus is still looking to rid themselves of the Darken portion. Uh that reminds me, Varus uh uniting with the uniting the five Darken and more uh about Darken in general. I'll leave it there for now, but I can go on. Yeah, this this, this uh response from Arsenis really made me think like, damn, they kinda just have like a lot of stories. Started in a ton of areas, right? And it's yeah. so much shit that they can't move anything forward at the same time. It's kind of as they have to touch one area at a time and everything else at a standstill until that. And it's kind of like weird.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. And it's like, uh, I would compare it a lot to like a source book for D&D where it's like there are all of these threads that they've built up and like put background behind. And it's just like waiting for somebody to really latch onto one of them and, and take it somewhere. Mm hmm um one other thought i had which isn't i guess technically an answer to your question because the, the question says what champion yeah um but like i think it'd be really really sick if they put out like a pretty short scale graphic novel about like baron nasher and Vilma.
2: that'd be kind of cool yeah hmm.
1: right just like like you know 10 20 pages about just like like a troop that like tried to fucking take out baron nasher like how did this creature come to be, or like, how yeah, did Biomaw end up on the Twisted Tree Line, which is now gone? But like, I, I think developing just some of the creatures, like the NPCs, could be really cool because mm-hmm. like, you don't get anything about Baron other than like, it's a big, scary purple worm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, you could definitely do more with that.
2: Hell yeah, that'd be cool. Um. Anyways, next, uh, sorry. Th- uh, this upcoming week's question is. Um, what League of Legends streamer slash content creator do you recommend and why? Uh, I was asking this cause I don't really watch any League of Legends content creators anymore. So I was like hoping to get some recommendations and stuff. Um, do you guys have any good answers to this? Um, I haven't been watching a lot of league, uh, YouTube
0: content or stream content at the moment. Um, I mean, I, I watched signups videos just cause it's a good, like little taste mm-hmm. of everything. Mm. Um, but that's kind of it.
1: I mean, in terms of, like, overall League content, probably my number one would be league Cast podcast. <laughs> they put out yeah. some great content. Are, like, are you looking for something Available for only a dollar a month on Patreon. Are you looking for something, I'm just like looking for anything League-related.
2: It doesn't really matter. I'm hoping for anything. I was hoping to just get recommendations of, when I say League of Legends content, you say this. And uh, we've already had a lot of good answers on our social media. which my, is nice.
1: Uh, my go-to is still probably, like, GV8 for TFT streams. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's... That and, like, the occasional video going over, like, jungle patches or, like, uh, jungle paths or, like, a patch note summary. Um, I, I don't watch a ton of League content. Other than that, maybe some, like, professional games now and then. But if I'm watching League content, it's probably, a like, you know, Challenger Plus TFT streamer mm-hmm. while I'm trying to figure out the game. But even that's been really backburnered since I have not been playing video games.
2: Yeah, it's just interesting. I don't think I follow a single league streamer anymore on Twitch. I don't follow. I don't subscribe what to a single. What the
1: fuck, Hayden? You don't follow me on Twitch? Uh, like said, actual like said streamer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. Stream. My bad, my bad.
2: Um, <laughs> and like on YouTube, I don't. I don't. I'm not subscribed to a single league uh, like YouTube channel. So like, okay. I, I just kind of noticed that, which is very interesting because I very much like subscribed to everything, followed mm-hmm. every like league streamer for like a long time. So um, I, I used
1: to be yeah. subscribed to one, but then it got deleted the other day. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh
0: I mean I I I've been watching like some Sanchovi, some some yasso is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um I'll say even like Tyler 1's uh like league videos that he puts up are 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 pretty okay. You don't have to sit through the awful, I don't know, stream portion of it. But um I think that's about it.
2: What are your opinions about the whole Tyler 1 thing right now?
0: Is there something happening at the moment? If he there has is a Yaso totally list. <laughs> What's a Yaso
2: list? Instead of an int list. When he f- has someone that he doesn't oh, he like in his game, Yasuo. he plays Yasuo, and if they ban it, they, he plays Yone. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, that's it- <laughs> probably not good, right? Because it's it's just effectively at that elo, the same thing as an int list.
2: Yeah, it's like I don't know. I like Tyler when I want I really do. But like, just, once again trolling is a spectrum. We talk about it a lot, but yeah. he uh, it is weird that he,
1: like before you go into it, it's just like yeah it's such a fine line between like a character he's playing yeah and the fact that these are like real games with real players in them where it's like yes that's funny and like if you put a a, a yasuo list compilation together on youtube like that's a funny video to watch yeah but, like any of the players in those games who got trolled are gonna be like fuck this guy
2: yeah, he has he's he has twenty games of it played with a twenty eight percent win rate. Um, he averages two kills a game, ten deaths a game. <laughs> it's like it pretty pretty well is just ending people, right? Yeah, but so he he's gets like, just
1: ten death power spike every game. I don't see what the problem is.
2: Yeah, it's just it's, I don't know. It's interesting. It's one of those things where like he probably should get a talking to by Riot. It's one of those things where I don't think he should get bad. I I personally am someone who thinks that content creators and stuff probably should just get lighter treatment than a lot of people. Um, Mainly because people, Riot wants them to play their game. They should just be a good role model though. And Riot should help push them to being like a role model and stuff. Um, But I don't know. It's crazy that no one's had a talking to uh, for him because that's it. (laughs) It's a little bit rough.
1: I, I think Aiden, what you were going to there is another example of like the carrot versus the stick where it's like you don't necessarily ban them for bad behavior. It's just like give them opportunities to profit off good behavior yeah it's like hey tyler one because you're doing x like we're not going to invite you to be a personality at msi or like yeah you know these content creators who are in like the top you know 10 percent of community guidelines are going to get like bonus raids from the lcs channel or like we'll we'll give their stream drops where you can get a crate in league
2: by watching their stream like it's even weird incentive it's weirder because like I think he's part of the league partner program, I believe at least. I think so. And it's also weird because he's a part of T1, right? Mm-hmm. Which I feel like if you're if you're not part of an org, Riot can really only ban you or remove you from the partner program. If he's part of an org, I feel like he they like Riot can just go to T1 and be like, hey, yeah, this guy's just like fucking shit up for your org. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, I think, either, at, it, a... I
0: think at that point Sorry. they like they start to find the org if it gets to be too bad, right?
2: Yeah, like, and that, like, that's a good way of dealing with it, I mm-hmm. think, as a way for Riot not to like get their hands dirty, but like just deal with it in like a professional way. But yeah. either way, I just thought it was very interesting. I think it's I mean, practically it's just an int list, um, but mm-hmm. he is a big streamer. <laughs> cool. All righty. If they're going to answer this question... They can hit us up on our Facebook at LeakCast, our Twitter at LeakCast, send us an email, mail at LeakCastPodcast.com, or come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section.
0: Alrighty, uh, let's get started with mail fight. Um, first email is from Juice Code. Hey, so I thought of a really funny answer to the previous roundtable, the brand partnership skins. Uh, but unfortunately, the show is already recorded. Hopefully, it's not too late. State Farm agent Mundo, his patients are now his policyholders. Everything that applies to his doctor delusion kind of works as an insurance agent. Uh, like his attack lines could be, "Don't worry, you're covered," or "With afford- affordable, comprehensive coverage, Mundo is here to help you. Is here to get you the help you need." and of course the most iconic line of all time like a good neighbor Mundo is there is that copyrighted um, no, sorry so. sorry for bringing up an old round table just kind of came to me and it was too good not to share uh, juice code uh, I kind of want to follow up on that because I was thinking about it it should just be different brand skins for brand right <laughs> like it, it would be like Coca-Cola brand co- brand brand <laughs> like <laughs>
2: I like it. Uh, no, and then it's you...
1: just all of the brands on one brand skin, and it's just brand brand. Oh, and he's just got like a hundred <laughs> logos like tattooed all over. He just looks like it's a It's like NASCAR. that web page for
2: everyone like yeah for, like, yeah. Pixel. <laughs> so <laughs> brands <laughs> have to pay for like each pixel <laughs> for their logo. That's, that's so actually funny. a really no, good idea. it's funny as fuck.
1: They just they sell out like specific portions of him. Where you like you yeah. get brands shinbone for ten grand. You can get his like <laughs> yeah. left peck for half a million dollars. God, and they just like publish it. all of those numbers and just like there's a ranking. Where it's like Coca Cola dropped two mil on Brand's forehead.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus.
1: But dude, State Farm agent Mundo—that's hilarious. Thanks
0: <laughs> nice juice code.
1: Yeah, I, I really love the idea of him just like beating someone to death and just be like, "Don't worry, you're covered. Mm-hmm. You're fine. You're fine. Stop. This yeah. <laughs> is fine. Stop crying." <laughs> uh, next email from Coin Toss. Hey guys, wanted to share a bottling duo idea with you guys. Wanted to get your thoughts. Yumi support plus Seraphine AP carry. Uh, uninstall, quit the game. Next email. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, no. His email actually says, "I think the synergy between these champs is unreal." Seraphine's uh, shield, but if she already has a shield, she will heal. Uh, normally, in order to get the heal, you have to use her passive to echo the W. But if Yumi comes along and uses her passive bop and block to get the shield, you can then give it to Seraphine by jumping on her, and she'll have the shield until it breaks. Meaning she can use W to heal, or echo her W to double heal. Also that on top of Yumi's heal, and you've just got crazy sustain. Also with Seraphine's E slow, but if the target is already slowed it's going to root, well guess what? Yumi's Q slows. And it's one of the easier skill shots to hit, since you can change its trajectory while it flies. Easy roots and stuns all day. Their alt synergize pretty well, too. Understatement of the century. <laughs> uh, Seraphine alt can be followed up with Yumi alt and vice versa uh, for easy-to-land, long-lasting CC. Now, admittedly, I have not tried out this bot lane idea myself, but unless I'm missing something, I think this could be a winner. What do you guys think, pog or dog? Sorry for the long email. Tata for now. Coin toss.
2: So I- I'm someone who has been a Seraphine carry bottom a simp for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good. And I think this makes sense. Yumi's a good support. Seraphine can be played as a carry. Um, bottom lane. You're just going to get killed by every lane in the game, man. That's the problem. It's like, Think of Seraphine by herself in a 2v1 lane. <laughs> well, if they I, I play think th- anything I, aggressive, she dies. Yeah, I think the point is like you just
0: farm with your Q. But yeah, Yumi doesn't have a lot of pressure. I would like to substitute the Yumi for a, a different character who... Does literally every single thing that that you mean to does. me? Uh, <laughs> I why not just play it with Sona? Her their yeah. W gives a heal and a shield, and then is a shield. Uh, you know, Sona's E speeds up, but it also functions in, as a slow, um, which is not something that you can miss if you empower your auto attack they both have skill line ultimates with hard cc that synergize really well with each other uh and and sona has a, a little bit more pressure in, in lane than than the uh than the yumi does mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah and then you just and then you just run like yumi mid with a master yi jungle and like a top.
2: <laughs> so here's the thing that was meta for <laughs> <Yeah>. six months <laughs> uh before they hard nerfed it yeah because like i don't know that's like the reality is like Stuff like that is figured out pretty quickly. Um, in theory, yeah, you could play the enemy one, but you're probably just going to get killed over and over in lane mm-hmm. is my, the way I assume that it's going to go. And if they don't play something that's going to kill you over and over, it's probably great, though. I bet it, honestly, is really, really good. Yeah, pick it
0: into something like, uh, I, I don't know, like Karma or Lulu. you know, and Or if even, they
1: lock in Janna-Ezreal. Yeah, Janna-Ezreal. Yeah.
0: Then you pick those two chimps and you get to scale save. Yeah, we,
1: we can cock yeah. everyone, too. Mm-hmm.
0: So... Uh, that's my suggestion uh i think seraphine bot lane is really strong uh actually so thanks for the mm. email coin toss uh next email is from jfk it was quick scoped uh just give him more's old ultimate oh i think this is regarding don't uh Diego, yeah. yeah give him old mordekaiser's ultimate where if he casts r and a champion and kills them within the time frame they turn into a small ghost clone <laughs> just don't let him have the dragons JFK's scoped.
2: Yeah, Please don't bring anything of old Mordecai's back, thanks.
0: Yeah, true. Do you, the only do you, thing, <laughs> bring,
1: back, bring back the pizza fee.
0: Do you remember that yeah. he just got full solo lane experience yep. for minions that he lasted?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still to this day think the best cheese lane that no one ever played was board Blitz Alistar Bottom. Absolutely. Because people played Blitz Alley as a meme lane, right? Because you hook and then you mm-hmm. boop them back and tons of the shit. But you play Mord Blitz Alley together, bottom lane. Blitz taking Spite, taking blue level one. Um, Mord still gets full exp in like the trio lane, which is yep. crazy. Like, yeah. uh, fuck, no one ever played them, and I played like yeah, three games of it ever, AD and we AD just carry, one lane every game. Yeah,
1: the AD carry and the support don't get to play the game. Yeah, and right, so like, even though your two supports are gonna be like hemorrhaging exp, they their need to be AD level carry two. Carry has it. zero gold yeah. and zero exp. And they can't defend their tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks, Quickscoped.
1: Alright, next email from Skep. Hey, League i has been playing League for almost a year now, and I'm still having problems picking or finding my main. I enjoy playing top, jungle, and mid, but can never seem to stick to one champ. I have a bad tendency to play champ for a week or two and play them non-stop and then go <laughs> on to another champ. <laughs> I've played at least 10 <laughs> games on most champs and don't know how to fix my problem. Do you guys have any suggestions to fix me or should I continue doing my process? Sorry for the average length email. See you later, skaters, from Skep. Alright, so what you do, Skep, <laughs> is you continue doing us, this Colton. for about uh, seven years. <laughs> um, you move down to Texas, continue doing it, get hard, stuck in platinum, play like 300 games of 1v9 shivana to finally break back into diamond <laughs> get hard stuck in platinum again the next year and then just stop playing league never because yeah. of real life other shit <laughs> you never touch shivana again
0: also colton mm-hmm, you mm. currently have a 66 percent win rate on zillion <laughs> why are you playing any other character <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i mean <laughs> Fuck you, that's why <laughs> yeah that's that is why uh I mean, the real answer is it. Not everyone will find a character or be able to to play a character by them like just solely forever. You know, there's <laughs> not not everyone is built to be a one trick, uh, or or even a two trick. I I don't think I could ever do that. I, I would be surprised if Colton could ever do that. Um, I think we're both very similar in that regard. So it's not. I mean, it's not a problem that you're playing bunch of different champions for a pretty consistent amount of time, but, I mean, have you ever tried going back to those characters that you finished with? Why not, you know, limit it to, like, I don't know, five, and every, you know, five or ten weeks, you, you rotate back to the, the characters that you've already played, so that way you're still mm-hmm. not, you know, you're, you're going to be rusty, but it's you're, you're going to be able to pick it up a little bit quicker than just learning a new character from, from scratch.
1: Yeah, I mean, as someone who has been really not hard meaning anything for the entirety of my league career um going on like specific streaks of like one character is a great way to do or it, it's like you know play 10 to 15 games of like one character that you like or want to play and then like switch to something else or stick to one role and have like the hey i'm gonna be playing jungle this week and like kha'zix is definitely my best And then I'll pick, like, two characters that I can pick if I, like, don't want to play Kha'Zix to try and (laughs) at least limit things a little bit and keep your experience in. Um, Because, again, if you're constantly switching all over the place between characters and roles, again, like, hey, you'll learn the characters and you'll have fun. And if that's all you care about is enjoying the game, then you're set. But if what you care about more is, like, climbing and getting LP then you know playing one character is gonna be easier to do that mm-hmm. yep. um but again i don't know I've, I've never been someone who's just gonna play only one character like again like right now my zillion win rate is 67 i've had like there was a season i think i ended with like 80 games kha'zix at like 72 percent win rate and it's like i still didn't pick kha'zix every game
0: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like, so I mean, play. I mean, play what you want. If like, try to limit that as much as you can. But at the end of the day, it's you know, it's a video game. Have fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, the most important thing. Thanks, Skip. Yeah. Uh, next email is from the Crag. Hey gamers, I will not apologize for the length of this email. I've been playing Lee for a while and started one tricking NAR whenever he came out, but quit the season after. However, I have recently started playing again with all the changes and I'm still playing Gnar, but I've also picked up Lee Sin top and have been enjoying the challenge of ranked. With that being said, I have a few questions. Do you think bruisers are easy to carry on? Uh, I always feel like I can one V one anyone, but and especially with Lee Sin, I find myself struggling in team fights. Also, do you think that league would be more rewarding and fun, a more rewarding and fun game if ranks didn't reset? Sometimes I find it hard to, uh, uh, grind ranks knowing it will all go away next season especially at the end of the season i think there's honestly no reason for ranks to reset and all it does is disincentivize people from playing the game finally with the tom kench rework out do you think we will see tom kench top in lcs or even tom kench at all in the lcs since he seems like a bad support now anyway have a nice day and sorry for the long email the crag uh so three questions do we think bruises are easy to carry on? Um, I mean, they can be. I think they deal assassin level damage damage if they get ahead, but you still get to the benefit of being pretty pretty tanky. Um, so yeah, I think uh, especially with the characters that you've listed, you know, they they have the ability to, to to carry games pretty easily. Yeah. Um, team fights are, I mean, pretty difficult on Lisa, and just in general, he's a hard character to play. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. It'll come with experience. Um, I personally think i wouldn't play ranked if it didn't reset um i yep. think the i think the rank reset um incent actually incentivizes me to play more um because i mean every year for the past couple of years it's just been i get to i get to diamond and then i stop playing um Ooh,
1: not every year oh god <laughs>
0: i mean I did get to diamond last year and then he I did, did stop playing. playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're right, you're right. that, that, I mean, that's what happens. And, and unfortunately last year I, I didn't get back, but I, I'll be damned if I wasn't incentivized to keep playing that game. Um, so I, I, I think that, I think league would be less fun if ranks didn't reset. It, it gives me something to, to look forward to and to like start fresh with, um, you know, every year, but, yeah, And I, I also, think we all feel that way, but I mm-hmm. could see how it would be a little, you know, a little, I don't know. I think they reset to think too about.
2: hard. I think that's a fair way to put it. I think it's very frustrating for a large portion of the player base, especially lower yellow players who maybe aren't as committed to getting higher ELOs where it takes their first 5,200 games of the season to get back up to where they were. I feel yeah. like that's a little bit rough because like, Playing 100 games in a season is still a lot for, like, a lot of people. Like, special people with full-time jobs, like, maybe, like, family, stuff like that. Mm. Like, if you're mm. playing, like, a game where, like, maybe, like, a couple of games a week, like, you don't get past, like, 100 games very easily. And if it takes you, like, yeah. 50 games to 100 games to hit your previous rank, then how are you going to climb to the next rank? I think that's, like, rough for, like, newer players. I, I think for, like, honest to God, I don't think, like, Golden Below should reset that hard, personally. I, um, I actually I think, think it, it should, should reset
0: be, like... Harder towards gold. I think. Um, okay. Yeah, we, yeah, what, we, the, yeah. Yeah. There was one year where we had like a really, really hard reset <laughs> towards, yeah. towards what, like 1500, something like that yeah. early on in league. And I think that would be really beneficial for players in lower ELO. This is, you know, this is not something that we have personal experience with. Um, but, I, you know, I, I can imagine it being very frustrating to play, you know, 200, 300 games, get it to silver, and then you're just kind of stuck there for. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the the amount that you play, and
2: on the other like side of the spectrum, we had the one season where it didn't reset very hard at all, and I hit I beat you guys in the race to diamond get six games into my ten games. For, yeah, uh, like placement Yeah, <laughs> it's just like I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, it's a it's, little silly. I, I
1: think not only is like the reset something that could definitely be adjusted, and I think towards gold is another like good way to do it. Like not only is it playing maybe a hundred games to get back to where you were. But there are some people that are just like, have improved significantly, but it's like, it's going to take me 300 games to get out of like iron and get into like silver too. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to play that many games, especially not in iron. But if it's like, Hey, I can, you know, get my reset, do pretty well in my placements and like be silver, you know, maybe I'll actually try climbing because I'm not going to have to grind through for like 300 games of garbage uh plus like even jumping back to the whole hundred games in a year being like a lot right like okay hundred games in a year roughly two games a week it's like c- compare that to any other hobby yeah. it's like okay you know nick how many how many times did you play basketball on an average week this year this twice, I mean, twice a week i've never twice played
0: i've not played basketball this year
1: <laughs> right and again i, I I don't know what your other hobbies are, but it's like. Oh, okay. Many, yeah, sure. How many times did you like go bowling? How many times do you like go to a restaurant? Like twice a week? Probably I, not. Yeah, probably I mean, not it, twice a week every week.
0: In that case, it would probably be I. I don't know, maybe like an hour or two of that particular activity a week. Mm-hmm. You know, if I were, if I were dedicated to it, I, I mean, I played Divinity for three hours a week. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean, like, like there
1: obviously, there's some level of dedication there, but it's like, yeah. To, to break even on something, it, that's a lot of time.
0: Absolutely.
1: Where it's like, you know, if, if I have some other hobby, it's like, how much time do I have to put in to not get worse? Not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or And again, I mean, obviously me going out and like playing disc golf on the weekend, like nobody's giving me a rank really. It's just like if I track my score or not. But
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it As someone who has had now their previous season like absolutely fuck them really hard. I, I think it's kind of ridiculous that like how you played six months ago is like can significantly influence how like your, your LP gains today. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'd much rather see like the end of the season, just be a, okay, this is what you've accomplished. We're going to get you close to gold. We're going to, you know, bring down kind of everyone towards the, the gold median and then mm-hmm. good luck, everybody continue back you know, climbing. I, oh. I think that's just a better, like, ranked system. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And I, the other thing I wanted to bring up really sure. quick was, like, not only is, is the reset that they currently do, you know, maybe questionable or, like, could be better, I, I think the other issue, which is probably the bigger one, is that the system is not well designed mm-hmm. to get you to your correct rank quickly. And, and I think that that's the bigger problem. Is, is not so much that it's, like, you're, you know whatever player you know who's a gold player gets set back to silver it's that you know when you're a gold player in silver getting to gold should not take a 100 games yeah or like when you're a diamond player who gets placed gold it shouldn't take you a 100 games to get back to diamond like the system should recognize that mm-hmm. and let you get back faster and i think that that's the bigger issue is that like you know, it, it wouldn't matter if it, you know, dumped us all into silver at the end of the season if it only still took us like twenty five wins to get back up to plat one. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't. It's gonna take you like two hundred games.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean I think we all think the reset is necessary. Um, do we think we'll see Tom Kinch in the LCS Aiden?
2: Uh I don't know. I, I it's hard to say. I think his alt is still better used to save allies than uh use on enemies, so I think he's still a fine support. I, I personally think he actually has like a lot more utility in his kit now. He just won't be like a pick into anything that has CC as a get-out-of-jail-free card character anymore. Mm-hmm. He'll definitely be a lower-pick character, but I think he's still like fine to be played. We'll see though. Cool.
1: Thank you, Craig. Yeah, next email here is from Trevor. Every League <laughs> Addict truly understands how terrible this game is. Uh, Aiden, League Addict, can you confirm? yep okay uh it's full of bullshit isn't fair and for some damn reason we all can't stop playing well i made a change i told myself to take some time off it's been a week and a half without any league and honestly it feels great in this time i've managed to play so many steam games that i had always meant to get around to then one night as i laid in bed high off my ass i had an idea i could combine minecraft with (laughs) DD. I started brainstorming and have completed over 22 pages of different ideas and notes. Uh, There's still more to be done before it's ready, but it's past the point of turning back. I'm looking for nine different people to embark on this journey with me. I wish I could allow more, but I don't have the funds to host a bigger server. Uh, I don't want to ramble on too much about it. But I've made a Google Docs summary of the very complex game that I want to run. Trevor.
0: So <laughs> when I initially read this until just v- mere moments ago, I thought it was going to be a DD game set in the Minecraft universe. <laughs> That's crazy. <Nick>. That's insane <laughs> that you thought that. <laughs> I don't I, I, I don't know why. I
1: I thought it was just gonna be like using Minecraft to like facilitate like Player positioning and building battle maps and stuff, and like Mm -hmm. doing puzzles or exploration, because like that to me makes a lot of sense. Where it's like you can just build an environment instead of having to like ask like what color is this wall or like where does the light cover. It's like I think that's what they are talking about. Well, I I think it's part of it, but I I I think based on the idea of it being ten people total. I'm assuming it's going to be more of a, like, built-in adventure within Minecraft that, like, has some D&D rules to follow. I, I mean, I, I'd be interested in, in what exactly he's go- going with it, but all I can say is that fucking 10 people is going to be... That's a lot. ...hard to manage if you're running it as, like, classic D&D, like, combat encounters, social encounters. Everything is going to be really tough especially also if you're doing it digitally like Mm -hmm. not being in the same room you're gonna have people cutting each other off constantly
0: 10 is a lot um but good luck with that i think he's posted in the discord so if this is interesting to you uh you know search around and i'm sure it'll pop up awesome thanks trevor
1: oh and as always uh only do drugs if they're legal in your
0: state (laughs) uh next email is from slow kage Uh, hello, LeeCast boys. I just found your podcast because I was looking for new things to, uh, listen to with my job as a FedEx delivery driver. And you've entertained me for a few weeks now as I listened to some of the older episodes. I've mostly, uh, caught up now though, and decided to send my first email. So firstly, I want to thank you for being one of my favorite sources of League content. Secondly, the real reason for my email is to talk skins. I was listening to an episode uh, talking about certain skins like releasing streamer skins as a way to support creators and to be an easy cash grab for Riot. So my question for all of you is, what is a skin slash set that you believe would be uh, amazing to be in the game? For me personally, I would love to see them extend the knockout skin that Lee Sin has to at least Vi and set. I personally would love to see Set and Vi with giant boxing gloves on and with the bell crowd uh, sound effects on abilities, plus it only makes sense that the two champions that like to punch have the skin instead of the champion who is known for kicking instead, or a robot if you include Boom Boom Blitzcrank, or at the very least give Set a Mafia slash Crime City skin since he is, in fact, the boss. P.S., uh, Aiden, you can do this. Um, I don't want to do that. It's it's
2: your, TV- you're reading the email. <laughs> yeah, Nick.
1: This
2: is your email. No, you read maybe in our
0: best Tom Kent impression, which should be done. Which you're really a Tom good at. You're, you're you know it.
1: I, I sincerely I think
2: that all of us. I have sincerely
0: apologize for the gargantuan length and girth of this electronic communication. Yeah, perfect. All right, let's see, yeah, all of us. <laughs> yeah, let Tom
2: Kench. I I think yeah, the yeah. idea for like the knockout skins for um, Satin Vi is fucking great, but I never thought of that. But it's like great.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure, and I think honestly, like that could also be just like a hilarious like game mode that they they put out for like a couple weeks, where it's just like I, I don't know how they do it. It to probably just be like a series of like one on ones, but just like a like a fighting tournament arc as a game uh, mode. Mortal Kombat, yeah, but with League of Legends, y- yeah, yeah, <laughs> but but also uh you know delete Yumi. <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: thanks, against. Lokage. <laughs>
1: Next email is from Milky. Uh, Hey y'all, it's Milky the Nico guy again. And it's come to my attention that y'all know jack about lore. Uh, So I figured I'd email in and give a rundown on the demons of Runeterra and how they work. First, Fiddlesticks. He calls himself the first of ten. Potentially meaning that there are ten major demons. He is the fear demon of Frontera and the scarecrow isn't actually fiddle. It's the thing in the cage with the glowing eyes. It puts the, uh, it put the scarecrow together as another way to cause fear, but also as a form of transportation and protection. Uh, Tom Kench is the addiction demon. Like Evelyn and Nocturne, he can change his form to whatever he thinks will tempt his victim the easiest. But the frog form is supposed to be his default uh actually he's a catfish so maybe you don't know jack (laughs) he's a
2: frog yeah he's a frog
1: (laughs) Uh, he promised a man with a gambling addiction that he'd make him always win and then at his wedding tom ate everyone in front of him and then finally the man himself Hmm. uh evelyn is the agony slash pain demon she uses sex as a way to increase the pain she inflicts the sexy lady is her default form because she finds it easier to tempt men but if need be she could form herself to look like a man if she's going for a woman or gay man she killed Vane's parents and is the re- major reason she took up monster hunting uh hey nick how would evelyn appear to you what would she um, look like Tarek? probably as uh Oh, what, what's, really the, what's, the,
2: what's the sub What's the like Sandwich place that you like That you get s- Sandwiches from That Like go on sale sometimes Oh the Publix uh, chicken Oh Publix s- Tender sandwich <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. yeah
1: Probably <laughs> The chicken yeah.
0: sub Or whatever What is it Chicken pub sub Hell yeah dude Chicken tender pub sub Hell yeah That's Hell what you'd yeah.
1: To
2: you
0: Yeah El- cool
1: I'm gonna just be a Walking around chicken sandwich <laughs> uh, Nocturne Or Danny DeVito Yeah Oh yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> We need that skin Of the game Uh <laughs> nocturne is the nightmare demon he doesn't really have much for lore and fiddle kind of takes his place for being a frightening demon but like the others he can change his form to whatever his victim is scared of most uh rom swain's left arm is the demon of secrets rom seems to have allied himself with swain but it's not made clear how exactly swain managed to replace his human arm with the demon one and oh man swain's left arm is stronger than his right arm that's pretty cool next nice. he's not not trying to mirror <laughs> <laughs> lastly the azakana are minor demons and are what Yone hunts they form over time via negative emotions about yourself the azakana that yasuo and Yone fight fight in the cinematic was born from yasuo's own guilt over killing Yone. Anyways, sorry for the chogas sized email, but you always always talk about Tom's lore, and I can't live with you not being aware of what the demons are actually like any longer. I There's mean, a lot of
0: non-committal language in this. You got if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna school us, you got to be committed. You know.
1: You only named five, bud. Don't make it. It seems like. No, I'm it just kidding. Seems... Not no, you're good. Um, so I mean, I definitely learned some things from this. I think a lot of it is like we vaguely knew but also it's just it's changed right because like most of what you put in here wasn't true when these characters were released right like like what you're saying about fiddlesticks like again when fiddles was released his lore was that like there was this fucking dark tomb uncovered and that a summoner went to go check it out and then, then like that summoner got slaughtered and anyone who ever tried to check it out also got slaughtered and then like fiddlesticks was just kind of in there and nobody could do anything about it yeah no it
0: was it was a room of the of the league of legends like it was a a wing in Mm -hmm. in the league itself that like hey we're gonna send them to fiddlesticks if they they fuck around
2: yeah for people don't realize that the original lore there was summoners that summoned these champions to do battle for them and now they're just literally champions in this world. They're not like, yeah, and like, there's no Summoners Nocturne, anymore. The characters, Nocturne
1: yeah. escaped from the shard of a Nexus. Like yeah, that was his like, inig- original yeah. lore was that like when a Nexus exploded, like this sleep demon broke out of a shard of the Nexus and started like haunting people. And that's not to say that like you're not correct, but like a, a lot of our incorrect or lacking knowledge is because like Fiddle's lore has maybe changed three or four times in the 10 coming on 11 years that we've been playing the game and it, it's hard to keep track of that shit also we don't and have sometimes a burning like desire to do so yeah we, yeah we just
2: followed the lore for five years then they like just retconned it all though so like that's like the main thing mm-hmm. like for mm-hmm. us <laughs> but yeah
1: yeah or right. sometimes it's just like i like like the old one more so it's like I refuse to believe the new lore. So I like the old one better.
0: Wait, I mean, keep <laughs> us honest with it. We have, we should appreciate it. A bunch. Yeah. Because we're in the dark about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Most of it, mm-hmm. at least. Thanks, Milky. Uh, Next uh, email is from Alan. I took over the role of team manager slash coach slash analyst slash everything else for an amateur league team uh, for a friend after his previous coach slash manager gave up and quit. Uh, I've had a hard time managing time and deciding what to do with our limited practice time. Should they be scrimming every day or doing VOD reviews? Or maybe just Ranked Flex to work on communication. Is Clash better than Scrims? How do I go about coaching when I feel I don't know enough to teach? These are all really dedicated players, and I really want to play competitively, and I just don't uh, want to let them down. I have thought about hiring a coach, but I don't have any money, and the guy I hired for free screwed me over and was a terrible coach anyways. Please help Alan.
2: I have some pretty strong opinions about coaching and stuff. Um, Sure. The number one thing is it depends on a ton of things. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, what rank these players are, what age are they? Like, are they in high school? Do they want to go pro? Are they like challenger players? Are they bronze players? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, do they play the game actively? Did they just start playing? All these are questions I would ask you originally. But in general, I would say, as long as they were like not new to the game, I would say that. If you have the ability to schedule scrims, like you would know of players of a similar skill level that want to practice in a competitive environment, then playing scrims is the best practice you will fucking get. Because it will be it's against people of similar skill level who have the time who are putting in after hours like hours into League of Legends, just playing custom games, learning how to play, like, meta and stuff like that. Um, that being said, fucking scheduling scrims is hard, man. You have to find people who are, like, in that exact same situation. So, I, I don't know if, like, you have, it sounds like the way that you refer to, should I be doing scrims is, like, it sounds like you have people that you're willing to scrim. Um, but if that's not the case, then, I mean, <sighs> solo is fine, flex is fine, clash is fine. Um, just get them to work on communication at the very least. It really depends on what rank and everything they are, though. Um, don't take it too seriously yeah. if they're like new to the game though like it's cool if people like want to get good at league of legends but it turns it turned out if they're like all players who have played the game for like a long time and they're all like silver bronze gold players um just help them with like basic things like communication pick ban stuff like that mm-hmm. rather than like a focus on like needing to win everything because <laughs> there are pro players who were like silver for multiple seasons before they came pro but it's one in a thousand for pros yeah. even
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I would, I would also like say that again as aiden said there's a lot of factors that go into this but generally i, I see the coach as being there to fulfill something that the, the players kind of wouldn't get on their own or that would like the coach mm-hmm. is spending time doing the tasks that are necessary to improve but don't actually help the player improve so right that that's things like scheduling scrim blocks or, you know, assigning practice or like researching certain picks or bands where it's like, you know, if I spend an hour emailing back and forth with another coach to set up a scrim block, that's an hour I could have spent playing two solo queue games Mm -hmm. or, you know, reviewing three VODs or something. Um, I'm with Aiden that scrimming is probably going to be your best practice. Again, if they're quality scrims against comparable opponents, um, right if they need to work on communication having them just run flex games is a good way to do that if they need to like play their characters better you know you can just send them into solo queue Mm -hmm. going about coaching when you don't know enough to teach them i mean Mm. if they need specific tips about their roles or their characters you know send them kind of the, the the general advice we always give it's like find the diamond plus master plus one tricks of those characters and you know cite those as your resources it's like hey you want to start playing tom kench top look up this dude owen wilson he plays <laughs> a shit ton of tom kench <laughs> copy his build watch his stream like figure out what he's doing if you want to play this character yeah um yeah those are kind of the things that i can give you again yeah, don't take it super seriously and i mean again i, I don't know what your affiliation with these individuals is or if they're paying you or this is like a volunteer role but like i've seen a lot of volunteer coaches like killing themselves trying to put things together and it's like the team mates you know sometimes just don't really appreciate it or it's like cool like you're putting in hours and hours to put this together and then we play an attorney win 200 bucks and you get nothing
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: um so i mean as, as with all of our things like hey, make sure you're still taking care of yourself and having fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would agree. Um, awesome. Thank
1: you, Alan. Good luck. Yeah, next one is from Jonathan. Just Jonathan. Uh, so the entire Viego event has resparked my interest in the lore of League, and the sickest thing ever would be seeing the lore or story around Mordekaiser in Iron Revenant Necromancer who refused death learned the language of death and then became a minecraft steve <laughs> except he used the souls of the dead to build his empire i would love for some epic cinematic story where mordekaiser is trying to return and the heroes uh, the champions that stand in his way have to venture into the realm of death to stop mordekaiser from within his own castle of souls Here you can see the twisted souls trapped within his castle. You can see the wretched creatures molded from death itself. And atop a throne of iron, the undying lord of necromancers himself, Mordekaiser. He then blasts a sick riff on his guitar. (laughs) Sorry for the rant, but Mordekaiser has so much potential for epic cinematics and really interesting implications for the lore of League. We know there's death. A death realm, the spirit world, and whatever place Kindred lives in. I know Kindred doesn't really exist physically and is more of a concept, but does that mean she lives in the spirit world? The death realm? Idk, bro, of why are you asking me. <laughs> Dude, it's your own email, I'm not asking you shit. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the long email, Jonathan. I guess it's from Jonathan, just Jonathan. Um I I love the idea that he's like literally building the castle out of souls mm-hmm. and the idea that like in his castle somewhere there's just like some random joe schmo whose soul was turned into like a spoon
2: <laughs> yeah
1: and, like this guy's boring as fuck i don't know he's a spoon and like this guy is kind of lame um he- he's a shit ch- like the-, the leg of a chair and you got like some badass dude he's like no no, no. this guy is the fucking like grand staircase
0: <laughs> that's funny very uh, beauty and the beast vibes yeah yeah <laughs> um no i mean that'd, that'd be cool mordekaiser's a cool character i think it's funny that people are more accepting of um pentakill being uh uh canon in, in leagues lore than they are of kda being canon yeah despite it being the same exact thing
2: <laughs> it is the exact same thing yeah because
0: like mordekaiser doesn't have a guitar right pentagill mordekaiser does
1: <laughs> i don't know i just
0: thought it was an interesting uh thought yeah mordekaiser sure. sick i honestly i i really like all of the uh the death uh the shadow isle stuff um i think all of the characters there are or that interact with that are really uh thematically mm-hmm. pretty cool um, yeah
1: jumping back to the round table i think like like i said Bard, but also teemo i think would be a really good way to like jump around all of Runeterra. Okay. and just like li- right because right like he's supposed to be like the unnoticed scout ah okay <laughs> i wonder right? wondered so, where like, you were going with this yeah where it's like you gotcha. could literally have like timo's on a mission to like explore the shadow realm and he's just like dipping in and out like running by viego or mordekaiser like sneaking past Karthus to like get information <laughs> mm-hmm. and like that that could be something where it's right like it's like the tales of timo and you just like get these insights into these cool places and characters and that he was just kind of like they're watching unnoticed.
0: Email: We need you to report on the war crimes that the Noxians are committing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jonathan. Um, next email is from Boogie Wow. Hey, fellows, Boogie Wow here. First off, I just wanted to say how much I enjoy your guys's podcast. Uh, it's funny to listen to other podcasts' takes on the pro scene and then yours. I feel like they are always opposite of each other. I appreciate the different <laughs> opinions because it helps you have a greater understanding of what happened, what's happening. I just finished listening to the podcast from last week, and you guys had read an email about a high-kill game, so I thought I would share with you a game I played in the last week as Samira, where I dropped 36 kills. Boy, I can tell you how fun it is when even the top-lane tank gets blown up by me because of how ahead I am. It was a 36-minute game, and I have 376 CS with 36 kills and two quadras. Imagine having your penta stolen from you, and now imagine it happening twice. You couldn't imagine how heartbroken I was. Also, I was really pushing for that 40 bomb and couldn't quite get there before my team decided it was time to end. So close yeah. to glory. Anyway, sorry for the long email. I look forward to listening and li- uh, to listening in the future. Um, thanks, guys. Boogie. Wow. We were at one of the, the emails email. last week, um, Colton. We talked about like. Someone got a 40 bomb. So we talked about your fucking like 36 or whatever, 35. Yeah. But, uh,
1: um, I, I don't, what do you say, my 35? Like, uh,
2: I mean, yeah, we I, were, we were mentioning how, like, you're the only person we've ever seen who's gotten a 40 bomb, like, in our games. Like, we, yeah, like, it's rare to know. see people get 30 ass, kills, but you're you got a a yeah. master
0: you e play style. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, like, my, my all time kill record in League is 57. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Uh, but that was like way early on season one as a game is ash, yeah. and okay. it was just because like we were all dog shit and nobody knew how to close, mm-hmm. and I, I got like fifty seven kills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Well, um,
0: damn. Uh, Samira's a sick character, and apparently Riot. Yeah. Well, she she's got the highest most penta kills, most kills. I awesome. Thanks, when Bob.
1: I when you went through that, I thought it was about Senna oh. the whole time, and I was like, Jesus Christ, how much range Did <laughs> he have? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that's pretty that's pretty cool and as for our takes on like the professional scene um sorry the other podcasts are just wrong all
2: the time <laughs> sorry they watch do, it are still wrong <laughs> i do want to yeah. say that we've probably watched the least oh, competitive absolutely. League absolutely legends compared to other podcasts. i think we used to watch like some of the most but i think we yeah. watched the least so like i don't i don't think I, I do like our opinion it's not like we just like spew shit for the sake of spewing shit but like I, I do think that there's a world in which other podcasts could have better takes because they watch more, which I think is a reasonable thing to think. So I, mean, I would, just, I
0: would just... say our our competitive opinions are re- are informed but not researched.
2: Yeah.
1: fair. Yeah, I would also <laughs> say it very much depends on the, the take we're making when it's like if we're arguing about the format of the season or a tournament, yeah. mm, or true. you know a ruling or you know how they're choosing to administer the program. I think there we have really good takes, but if it's a question of like Who's the best man, player? How how good was Blabber these last three weeks? Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck if I know is Blabber yeah. even playing on a team right now? I mean, yeah. Colton,
0: you missed the uh you missed the one week period where CLG was the best team
2: in the world. it's
0: crazy. <laughs> they picked Okay. They they just picked Vi Gallio. Like and then Fucking pressed R on people, and they three. three oh yeah! And then yeah. this week, Hell oh three. Let's go, yeah. baby. Classic. <laughs> Sounds right. Thanks, Boogie.
1: Next email from Cole. Uh, he says, "Hi, quick question about rune shards. The three little guys at the end of the <laughs> rune page. Uh, do you think it's sometimes correct to take two defensive shards in a solo lane, like maybe you expect a farm lane, or both the jungler and your lane opponent, or AD?" Uh, had a game recently where i decided to take two armor shards and a whim. was lissandra mid against a yasuo with a jack jungle turned out really well but i have no way of telling if my shard choices helped or not all of the builds and guides online always seem to have one defensive and two offensive thanks cole um i, I mean it, it, it's a question with a lot of nuance to it but i mean the the overall answer is yes sometimes it is correct Mm -hmm. to take two defensive shards in a solo lane Mm -hmm. um when those are is very dependent but i I think your example of taking double armor as a control mage or really any like squishy character into an ad mid is one of the best times to do that where I'll, i'll often do that if i'm playing against a zed or a talon Or in this case, you know, Yasuo, where it's like, if I go double armor, and then I get an early, you know, tabby, or an early arm guard, like, they don't get to play the game for Mm -hmm. a while. They just don't deal damage to me until they hit two
2: items. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, sorry,
1: God. I just like, if my goal is to just, like, if I'm a control mage, get to two items, and I can neutralize them until that point, like... That's a really efficient way to do that, mm-hmm. um, but also when you're going to builds and guides online, right? It's taking the average over all of the games, which means not in like a specific situation. And also a lot of times they're more top weighted, where it's like Faker doesn't necessarily need to take double armor against the Zed because he knows how to play against Zed, but I'm bad at the game and I don't. Mm-hmm
0: yeah i i think uh i think you brought up the 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 big point um if the jungler in the in your lane opponent are both ad or both ap i i would go for it if you think it's going to be a hard lane that you're going to have trouble surviving and and just like you can't even you know match farm yeah i would uh I, i would go ahead and and take you know double defensive
1: yeah i also a lot of times will do that bottom if they have like a mixed poke lane and i'm a melee support so if i'm like alistar or leona oh yeah maybe Mm -hmm. like ezreal sona it's like i'm gonna be taking a lot of mixed damage and it's like i'm just gonna take one armor one mr to try and mitigate some of that so i can exist in the first five minutes Mm -hmm.
0: yeah thanks cole uh next email is from dippy today was the last day for the million damage mission and i've been playing on my second account all event today i went to finish it Got on League at 530 and had to deal with the remaining 350,000 350, damage before bed. I queued up for ARMs back-to-back, 12 ARMs later, and at 930, I completed the mission. In doing so, I played a champion for the first time, Aphelios. What does he do? I still don't know. I did learn today, however, that he has a root in his kit, so that's news to me. I found that my favorite guns are green, blue, and red. I used my Eld about five times that game, and one of those times, I'm 80% sure it did something. My Yelp review of playing Aphelios, one star quote, I would rather be stuck playing Janna Jungle than play this champion ever again. Dippy.
2: Aphelius is one of the few characters in the league that you have to go into the game knowing a lot more than any other character, I would say. Like you have to you have to have a lot of pre knowledge on the character. Like gun combos and stuff like that to play him well.
0: I think to play optimally, yeah. Um, I, I think
2: just even in general, though, I feel like most league characters you fair. can literally go into the game and just pick them up and play them, and you can at least understand their abilities. I don't think you play a Felios and during the game understand his abilities and how to combo them throughout the game.
0: That's that's fair. I I would uh, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, there, there are guides out there though. I think uh, yep. check that out. Unfortunately, you don't want to play it again, so that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dippy.
1: Sorry, I'm back into the emails from our man League Cast Crew. I'm not sure if y'all have talked about this topic before, but I want to ask your opinion on removing point and click abilities from the game. My friend and I discussed this topic a lot. Uh, I believe more skill shots and less point and click abilities are in the game. The easier the game is to balance. A few years ago, I got into the Battle Right MOBA. While the game had its faults, I really enjoyed that all of the characters' abilities were skill shots. Even the characters' auto attacks were skill shots. I think this approach would make League a lot more fun and easier to balance. My friend believes it would add a higher skill ceiling to the game and thus create an even bigger barrier to entry for new League players. While I conceded that some point and click abilities should still exist, such as support spells, I believe uh, removing the majority of these abilities would make the game more balanced and fun. I'm looking at you, Malzahar Alt, what do you think? Keep up the great podcast, R-Man. Uh,
2: <laughs> you know the meme with all the different brain, like, all different, like, levels of, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, the... Like the galaxy brain. Level of thinking. Mm-hmm. I do think that this argument is something that goes through a lot of players, I guess, and it's, like, different levels. Not to say that I'm above anyone. I'm not trying to ever imply that, but I do think it's, like, you start out in the league and you're like, okay, cool, like, everything's sick, sort of thing, and then you go, like, okay, like... It's really annoying when people point and click me. And then you go, like, oh, I I think only skill shots should be in the game because, like, that's actually a skillful thing. Point and clicking isn't whatever. And then you kind of, you're at the point where I am at where it's like, I don't know. I feel like every character having everything be a skill shot doesn't actually add anything to the game. I think typically Riot, when reworking characters, does add more skill shots than right doesn't just fucking rework a character and then turn skill shots into point and clicks right mm-hmm. very rarely do we see a, a skill shot get turned into a point kick i actually can't even think of a scenario where that happened has happened right um maybe there's one but i pro i don't even think there is um but i think it's fine to release characters with point and click skills i think having like a variety of like abilities and how they like function is like really really good and adds like tons of depth to the game Absolutely. Um I don't think I, every character having, yeah, six skill shots like is good, like honestly. Like <laughs> I would
0: make the argument that strictly from the perspective of balance, having point and click abilities is it is it is easier to balance the game if you can assume that this ability will always hit yeah. leading to the combo of this next ability.
1: Yeah. I was <laughs> the echo that, alt argument. <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna jump in on that point as, as one of several responses to this is that from a strictly balanced approach, the less variability makes the game easier to balance, right? If every ability is point and click, then you can know how much DPS a character will do in any given situation simply by, you know, how much health does the opponent have, how much armor and magic resist. Like, you can do that calculation. But if the question is, like, how much damage will an Ezreal do in a team fight? You know, it could <laughs> be incredibly 3, variable, yeah. It could be three thousand, it could be twelve thousand. It depends, like is he hitting WQs, is he hitting the right targets, is he repositioning with his E? Like there's so many more factors that I think make the game more fun and more dynamic, but like if you're asking how is the way to make the game more balanced, which I, I don't think you really are, like well, if there were only two characters and they each only had one ability and it was a point and click, and it killed the other person instantly. And it's just who kills the other person first. Like, well, okay, that's a pretty balanced game yeah, at that point. It's, gonna, it's boring as fuck. It's boring as fuck. Yeah, yeah, Right, but it's like okay, the, the most balanced way you can make League is that it's literally a coin flip, fifty-fifty. You win. You don't even have to play the game. That's just how that's my not, games go. That's anyway. that's not
2: fun though. <laughs> um, but like, but like the, the, the echo alt argument. Like, I bring I bring this up a lot, right? Like, I, if echo alt. Didn't do damage, like I, th- I think he's a way more balanced character. But the problem is, like, you can't balance around Echo Alt hitting, right? So therefore, mm-hmm. you have to make his other abilities damage. Meaning, if you hit his fucking ultimate, he you does kill everyone. fucking stupid damage, yeah. right? But the reality yeah. is, is like you very rarely hit Echo Alt, um, and it, would, it wouldn't be fun if like you hit it all the time, um. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just, it's just it's an annoying ability because if it was a point and click alt, somehow they make Echo Alt point and click they got the rest of his damage because he doesn't mm-hmm. need that much damage. Cause like now it's guaranteed to hit this uh, yep. ability mm-hmm. every fight. Like, it, it, I don't know. I feel like there's so much nuance in like having some point and click abilities, having uh, others that aren't and stuff, but there is.
1: Yeah, I also think, Nick, go ahead. I, I was Please. just
0: going to say, I think it makes sense for certain characters. I think simpler characters should have point and click abilities. So you can, I, I don't know. So you don't have to have that skill expression. If you're playing Garen or if you're playing Malzahar, you know, there's a, there's a place for those characters. Um, even if they're the, not the most flashy or the most fun to play as or against, uh, I've I I don't think anyone is going to pick a. I, I think Riot has done a great job of making sure that point and click abilities are not too impactful, and I I would probably say there are very few in the game that actually are overpowered as compared yeah. to skill shots. Yeah. Right. I, I
1: think that yeah. Like on on that note, if you did move everyone's to skill shots like there'd be certain point and click ultimates that like okay would you have to like buff the shit out of them like like set alt where you just like pick a target or vi alt right like it's like if i can miss vi alt then vi alt yeah. needs a big buff mm-hmm. and i don't want that if, as an ad carry player it's like she already gets to like access do a ton of damage and hard cc me while unstoppable it's like okay if she can miss that is the stun four seconds now? Like, how does that work? Yeah. Um. But I, yeah. I think that it also allows for different playstyles and and different types of players to really mm-hmm. exceed yep. like excel. Where, you know, there there are the people who are micro gods, you know, playing Yasuo or like there are Fiora one trick on the China server, doing this crazy shit, and then there are people like Crown or um, who's the mid laner who won Worlds. you're talking about crown malzahar yeah you're doing him dirty well yeah crown malzahar and then like the the guy who won world playing like nautilus and oh doing b yeah doing Mm -hmm. b yeah where it's like like literal world champions playing like point and click characters or like low skill expression characters why because they know how to fucking win the game Mm -hmm. they have the wave management they have the positioning they prioritize being in the right place at the right time it's like I don't need to be able to click 40 buttons in three seconds on Fiora because I'm fucking doing B and I'm just going to walk up his Nautilus and be in the right place at the right time and, and fucking win worlds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that should be a thing that exists. I think. Yep. I agree.
0: Thanks, Iron Man. Cool. Um, Next uh, next uh, email is from Elliot. First off, Sven is back. Fucking finally. King was okay, but I hope after a weekend, uh, Cloud9 can shape up and win summer. Second, Gwen is broken as fuck. She's supposed to have a, quote, weaker early slash lane phase, but I swear, like, 75% of the time, I get first blood. Starting Ian taking Dorian's blade and ignite. It's nasty. Uh, I've been actually having decent success and ranked with her too. I think my win rate is uh, over like 20-ish games is around 71%, which isn't a huge sample size, but I enjoyed her a lot. Also, thoughts on Tristana Top. I went 5-0 in the first 10 minutes against a kill until she got a triple kill in a bad team fight. Thanks for the podcast, guys. P.S. Did you know that Bungie Gum has the properties of both rubber and gum? Elliot, I don't know. what I've never heard of bungee Gum.
2: It's a Hunter x Hunter thing.
0: Oh, I see. From what I Googled, at least it looks like. I see, um, yeah. I mean, Zen was back. They, I think, they three would which was good. Uh, yeah. Gwen is broken as fuck. Her E is one of the most overloaded abilities in the game. Um, I think at level one it gives you something like thirteen hundred golds worth of stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, the only character that beat her level one was Tom Kench. Previously, I don't know if she does now. Um, yeah. But there was a uh, videos on Reddit of gwen beating a fully stacked passive <laughs> and conqueror darius level one um, yeah which was quite impressive uh but yeah Gwen, gwen's really strong gwen is really really strong she's my uh she's my go-to ban in ranked
2: i i know like like i don't like to shit on Riot. i really don't because i think overall they do a really good job but i have always stood by the fact that if you just pick the newest character in every role you'll usually win games Probably like it's just yeah. that's just how it goes, right? Yeah. Like the newest AD carry, the newest top of the newest jungle, whatever, is always going to be at least viable, if not a top tier character mm-hmm. in that role,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I wish yeah. i had the champion list to, to look at now to see if that would be a how, how good that team comp would be but I, yeah you've got i
1: think that, that would be really funny. you've
0: got I samira think... viego gwen so i'll just quickly
2: mm-hmm. pull it up just like give me like one second sure. okay i have it right here um so most recent top laner is gwen most recent jungler is viego most recent support is rel most what do you call Seraphina mid laner i don't know if i'd call her a mid lane or not let's just say um, no sure she's supposed
0: uh, she's designed for the mid lane so let's let's okay, call her mid lane sure
2: uh, she'd be the mid laner Smear would be the AD carry And then support would be f- We're going well, all the way back said, to Right oh, well, Yes yeah, so that's the comp Yeah I mean, And if, if, if you don't want to count calm, Seraphine right? as a mid laner Then like it's your own. It's like I, These characters are Good. Yeah. Like none of them are good. Mm-hmm. Like the if you go down the list of like champion releases, like Gwen, Viego, Raul, Seraphine, Samira, Yone, Lilia, Lilia got gutted, so now she's like not that crazy. Mm-hmm. But then it's like set maybe has Ophelia, got gutted. Like when we when we look at characters more like, oh, they're not that good, it's because they got fucking gutted, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's because they
1: were stupid good
2: for a month, and yeah, like they, they got Nico's nerfed. Nico's the last character that I think isn't OP and didn't really wasn't like really like bonkers and they gutted her sort of thing and that was released in choose like, 2018 like mm-hmm. yeah it's a little silly yeah.
1: i i think that like that team comp is a good way to, to to look at that and i think somebody who wants to like really dig into data like you could do a regression of champion age versus win rate yeah. like over the history of league and i think that that would be a pretty clear trend that in general the the newer your character is outside of maybe the first month the higher their win rate is yeah, yeah I mean, it's not
2: Riot's fault just to let you know i, I do want to like stress oh, no, that yeah. it's like th- it's their job the designers job to make characters that are fun and push boundaries and tip it t- turns out if you want to have make fun characters that push boundaries that people like want to play they usually do more shit than old characters
0: mm-hmm.
2: i mean you can't yeah. have an ash
0: and then like yeah. uh, like w- this is a, the best example we've talked about like frequently on the show is like they'll never release a regular auto attack based ad carry yeah. again like can't yeah they can't because no. the character is just too boring and too bland and, and it'll just fall into nothingness
2: yeah
1: yeah and, and then like if they want to make somebody who, who is that exciting again it's like you really have to do a lot mm-hmm. to make that happen um so yeah mm-hmm. anyway thanks for the email elliot and no i did not know that bungee gum has the properties of both <laughs> rubber and gum thanks man um yeah uh, next email is from sniper the former quiz master <laughs> hello hosts of the League cast podcast i'm so happy to watch the podcast again now that i've gotten back into my crippling league of legends addiction again <laughs> but now that they are destroying my always kill uh level one on aurelia <laughs> i might have to stop again question my friends have just started playing league and we've been playing for the past three months they are ready, already up to level 60, and I play very well when playing with them, but uh, when I solo queue, I play way too aggressive, conceding too many kills. Any ideas to fix this? Kind regards, Sniper. <laughs> no, read the rest.
0: <laughs> kind regards, Sniper, former Quizmaster. Former Quizmaster. He's
1: back. Yeah. I, I said that at the beginning.
0: Oh, I, I didn't hear you, did, you say, yeah. quiz Quizmaster. Sorry. Yeah
1: um well i mean stop playing so aggressive in case too many
2: kills yeah honestly though like minimizing death is like a thing that i like always like joke about but it really does i think it really does add up like nick like not to like not to like shit on you but like i think you've been losing more games and once again you've been dying a lot you know it's not like necessarily your fault all the time but even if you like you forced less shit, and you got less done. You probably would, in theory, win more games because you're alive more times, more often on the map, right? Like it's just oh, for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just silly. Like you see people who like die like ten plus times a game, and turns out if you die less, you're act more active yeah. on the map, meaning you're allowed to like contest more things. You're allowed to do more stuff. You might not get those picks, and your team might be mad that you don't play aggressive or whatever, and you might lose games off that. But overall, you'll win more games by just being alive more often. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like dying is really, really detrimental to you yeah. not only you as a team, but you as a as an individual character. You just lose so much from dying. Yeah. And it's yeah.
1: it's one of those that's really hard to quantify. Where it's like, it's really easy to say okay, a kill is worth 300 gold. Well, but actually it's not because maybe you get an EXP lead or a tower plate. But like, mm-hmm. it's also really, really, really hard to quantify like, how much gold is your top laner not being available for 25 seconds worth? Mm-hmm. How much is it if it's 35 seconds? How much is it if your top laner being alive would stop the teleport if they're yeah. top laner who's three and zero. Like right, there's so many factors there, um, but but again, right, like the idea of just playing safe and like minimizing deaths and taking the small advantages. Right, like the safe, consistent approach of like, I don't need to have ten kills if I can get you know one CS lead and fifteen damage on them every wave, because by the end of the game that will be very significant.
0: Mm-hmm um and as for your uh as for relia i would say pick up quinn uh or gwen sorry uh i think she plays very similarly of like weave in a lot of auto attacks use your spells uh pretty mobile um i think you you and she has a really strong level one i think you'd really Mm -hmm. like uh like playing some gwen Hell yeah Thanks, Sniper. Welcome back. Uh, Last email is from Aiden. Oh, Aiden. Uh, My (laughs) name is Aiden as well and had some questions about how to do better in Clash. I'm Silver 1 and play with people around Silver 4. I'm playing mid for my team right now and have the most mastery slash skill on Akali. The problem is in the scouting stage, they see my great KDA mastery and win rate and ban it every round. The other mid laners I like to play are mostly people with trash win win rates who are good and competitive, like Akali, Ryze, Lucian, and Syndra. I value playing harder champions to master because they feel much more rewarding the more and more I play them. Uh, Some other champs I have played are Lux, Cassiopeia, and Malzahar. People I have uh, dabbled with in Clash are Diana, Twisted Fate, Silas, uh, Azir, and Zoe. I have heard you guys talk about narrowing down your champion pool for ranked, but I was wondering what you thought for Clash since there is scouting. Uh, Also, just wondering what you think of my champion pool and if you have any champs you think I should play more or any new champs I haven't tried yet. I'm looking with someone first someone with a high skill ceiling. Riot doesn't nerf them all the time and can carry with. Thank you so much, Aiden. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, you kind uh, of I mean, picked I, a lot I, of characters who are really popular.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would also like. I'm just gonna recommend recommend you like my cousin's champion pool because he plays similar characters to you. It sounds like, but uh, just like a higher level. Um, I think Akali is a fucking great pick right now. By the way, I think she's she's yep. just silly right she, it, you, you, if you look at pro pick ban rate she went from like what like 13 percent to like 95 percent in one patch uh mm-hmm. in pro play because she's she's, she's she's silly she's getting some of her mechanics gutted
0: she'll no longer be able to cast a Q during e
2: which is uh, a fucking crazy change why are they removing mechanics instead of just nerfing damage i, do I don't know i don't know man why they fucking gave her e quadruple <laughs> the damage <Yeah>. it needs <laughs> but um anyways uh as for other characters well just in general you should for clash Like in theory, like one tricking's great and all, but Clash, yeah, you're gonna ban it out, you're gonna have to like have trouble. I would at least play three characters comfortably for Clash if you wanna like play competitively. Uh, and then have at least five characters you can play in general. Like if they do Mm -hmm. like triple ban you or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um if they five man ban you, your team should just be able to fucking carry you. Uh hopefully, or you're not playing with good enough players.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, Yeah. If they if they put all of their bans onto the mid laner, yeah, then your team should hopefully jungle and pop. (laughs) should hopefully get their one tricks and pop off.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um as for other characters though, I think Diana's is a fucking great character lore right now. I think she's a little bit Absolutely. bonkers, to be honest. Um I think Silas every mid laner should know how to play Silas as a counter pick. If they yep. pick NAR, you pick Silas. If they pick Melfite, you pick Silas. If they pick whatever the fuck that you can like steal their ultimate and just use it better, you pick Silas. Like he's a really good counter pick character um that just has like some auto win matchups. Like they play Melfight and they like go down CS a million CS top lane and then in team fights, you you just all you just melfate them but stronger. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so fucking good, mm-hmm. man. Uh, so I would recommend picking up Silas as a counter pick. Uh, as for other characters, um, I would recommend fuck Yone was the other one that I wanted you to pick up. Uh, he's very fun to play. Uh, I think he's like super mechanically challenging, uh, which you'd really like. I think he's just a more consistent version of Yasuo um, that just will like be better because he's a newer character. And I'd yep. recommend that would be like a good AD character. It look like doesn't mm-hmm. look like you play a lot of AD, which is nice. Mm-hmm
1: yeah as, as someone who's also plays a decent amount of mid, some other characters you could pick up as kind of fringe uh pickups i would say scion and galio are pretty good characters for just like i'm just gonna sit here and trade waves with you and not die mm-hmm. which can be good to neutralize if they ban out like your three of your characters um, I would throw Malzahar and Zilean as well as characters who are more traditional mages. Uh, they, they don't fit super well with your pool, but like Malzahar is always going to be good in any team comp ever because CC is good in every team comp ever, no matter what. And Zilean is one where it's like, you can play safe, not int, and your, your, your AD carry... Or your, you know, 10-0 top laner has two lives now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, those are both pretty good characters that kind of like always have a big strength, even if you lose lane or lose lane really bad. The other thing I would say is like, as much as it sucks to get your one trick banned, like, that is a strength and an asset for your team that you yeah. consistently draw a ban. Mm-hmm and it's something that I used to do all the time when I was playing in more in tournaments, is that I would always make sure that Shaco was in my top three most played characters because anyone sees a jungle who plays Shaco, they're going to ban it. Like, I, I always got my Shaco banned, and if they didn't ban it game one, I would always play it no matter what with the intent of just, like, uh, my I'm serving my team by drawing a ban to make sure that my mid laner or my AD carry or my support can get the, the, the character that they want mm-hmm. um sorry like that can be part of your approach is like you know Akali is going to be banned and like on the one-off chance that they're dumb enough to not ban it mm-hmm. that's fine but it's just like you know hey guess what AD carry who really 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 wants to play Kaisa because she's nuts right now I know at least one of their bans is going to be Akali mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah Um, And and you can use that to your advantage in the draft. Mm -hmm.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Thanks for the email, Aiden. Uh, And that'll do it for this episode of LeeCast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to send us an email yourself, you can send it to mail at LeeCastPodcast.com. Come watch us on Twitch at BlueBasket and at Frost. Uh, tweet at us at Leecast on facebook we are leadcast visit our website LeecastPodcast.com. join our discord leadcastpodcast.com forward slash discord you can support us uh on patreon patreon.com forward slash Leecast for just one dollar a month you can get access to us fixing uh riots riots messy champions um so yeah that's it thank you guys for listening we'll see you next week for 490 bye bye